ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. Boys and girls and children of all ages, hello and welcome to the Bastards of Babylon podcast, episode 34, 34, a longhorn that is the number, or was the number, of my favorite athlete of all time, of course that would be Mr. Bo Jackson, Mr. Do-It-All, Could-Do-It-All, Bo fucking Jackson. Yeah, Bo was a Bo was a badass. He was a he was certainly badass, but he's not as awesome as Donald J. Trump, who has thirty four <laughs> fake felonies brought against him. So thirty four oh, for Bo, thirty four for Trump. I did not even think about that. That's maybe Trump amazing. can get maybe Trump can get one of those baseball cards with shoulder pads and a baseball <laughs> bat, and it's got just across. Across the bat, it says 34 fake felonies. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> That's amazing. On episode 34, he was charged with 34 <laughs> felonies yesterday. That's yeah. pretty good timing. Something Some cosmic people, about that. It's almost serendipitous. Almost. A little bit. Yeah. One quick thing about my boy Bo Jackson, though. Like, if you guys are too young to know... Who Bo was, you might have seen the ESPN thing on him. You might you might not know anything about him, but he was in real life and in real time the closest thing we've ever seen to a real superhero. Like real life superhero. The dude could literally there wasn't anything athletically that he couldn't do. He was bigger than you, he was stronger than you, he was faster than you, he had a better arm than you did. I mean it was fucking incredible. I mean, the, Speak for yourself on some of those. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I want to go that far just yet. But oh uh, man, the dude fucking he told everybody he was going to play football as a hobby when baseball yeah. was over, which pissed off a lot of NFL guys because you know NFL big beefy guys, alpha males like oh motherfucker, you're going to walk in here and treat this like a hobby. You know, walking out for a baseball field ain't had no training camp. You're showing up fucking a quarter into the season. About to beat the shit out of you and teach you what the NFL is all about, and he yeah. dominated those motherfuckers. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, honestly, I thought when you were going to bring up Bo as your, you know, I thought you were going to bring up Tecmo Bo because that's that's oh, a yeah. big big <laughs> thing with Bo Jackson and people our age is the Tecmo Bo Bo Jackson. Um, but I, I wonder how many people under the age of Let's just say 21. We'll cut it off at 21. How many people under the age of 21 do you think even know who Bo Jackson is? Or even let's even Michael Jordan. I mean, Bo doesn't have a shoe. Yeah. Jordan's got the shoe, so that's gonna help with that, obviously. But, but Bo doesn't have a shoe. He's kind of fat now. He doesn't he doesn't promote himself. Kind of fat. He's real yeah, he's, fat. He's real fat now. Like how many 
under 21 year olds do you think know who Bo Jackson is? I wouldn't think anybody under 21 knows who Bo Jackson is. They uh, know the name Michael Jordan, but they don't really know who Jordan. They just think he's a shoe. That's a that's a that's either a crime or a um a just a cruel sign from God that we're getting way too old. I just that's I, know. I don't I don't like that at all. But I do want to if you haven't seen the um what's it called Bo Nose or something like that the 30 for 30 the ESPN did on him. Yeah, I think it was called fucking Bo. amazing. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, go watch it because there's just he's one of those guys like, and if you grew up in the era that we did, these were these were things that happened. Like people would tell stories about people because there wasn't the internet and there wasn't everything wasn't captured on video, uh, so you would just hear anecdotal stories about guys and things they would do, and it was just he was just one of those kind of Paul Bunyan type figures where like <clears throat> everything. Everything that you ever heard about him, you could, you could say, I'm not sure that that's quite probably true, but at the same time, you didn't not believe it. I'm you so did, glad. You did not believe it. <laughs> I am so glad. I know it's kind of one of the themes of our show is, you know, uh, the, that we are the generation that, that's the last generation that was pre-technology and post-technology. And I'm so just glad that we got to live in a time where stories could just grow like that and it was word of mouth you know you i used to as a kid i used to clip newspaper articles uh you know from the sports page yeah like the pictures and the articles because like if you didn't you weren't gonna have it yeah. it was you weren't gonna fucking have it and i would be like oh i'm gonna keep this forever because like this is gonna be something that you know i'll, I'll show my you know I, I thought i would have boys i'll show my boys my grandkids like it's like <laughs> You show them that now, like, what the fuck is this old piece of paper? Like, you can just, <laughs> you can just fucking type it in the internet, you old man. Oh, so, but like, yeah. I'm so glad that we grew up in that, and uh, we we have a sense of, you know, when the world was normal. Now we have, obviously, we got we got boys that uh, men that are getting pregnant and becoming the face of Bud Light. So we've taken a real bad turn somewhere <laughs> between Tech Mobile and today. We took a oh, real bad shit. turn. I don't know what it was. You sure the hell did, Chip. Um, <laughs> yeah, that newspaper thing, that's funny. Uh, I can't remember what the article was. My mom had clipped something out for me uh, from the Dallas Morning News. It was something to do with what something I was in in school that, you know, it was an article about some event. But now, I, I just remember looking at it like years <clears throat> later, and it was 1989, or it was, I guess, 1990. And I know that because there was next to that was randy galloway's column about the dallas cowboys and it was a year after they went one and 15 and it was like leading into that season so of course in mr rain i read the piece of the article that was there you know by the thing of course it's always continued on another page or whatever on oh, the yeah. op-eds but i just remember reading it. it was of course in true randy style like you know talking about everything that went wrong and jimmy this and you know Landry that and blah 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 or whatever. So it was like, you know, basically even a even a four and thirteen or four and twelve season would be an improvement, you know, massive improvement for these Cowboys or whatever. And to think back in that article in that year and then two years later, well, not even two years from that, another year from that article, they're they're winning two straight Super Bowls. Like yeah. it's kind of nuts to think back like what state they were <clears throat> in and then <clears throat> bam, like the fucking the dynasty happened like in the, within a blink of an eye. I think 
I think that I because I just re really remember saving all these articles and um, and things from from you know my childhood, and I remember like the feeling when I finally came to the realization that these aren't worth saving and having to throw those away. Like you, you hold on to these things for like 10, 15 years. And I was like, and you just get to that point. You're like, God, they, they've defeated me. These are worthless. I've been holding <laughs> these for years. These are fucking worthless. You remember that giant six foot real life photo or, you know, a real size photo of Nolan Ryan that they printed in the newspaper when we were kids. Oh yeah. Dude, I saved that for years. I'm like, oh man, this is like, this is a, you know, the, this is Mr. Texas. This is yeah. Nolan Ryan. I'm saving this forever. That's junk. This is junk. It fucking creases in it because obviously it's six foot tall. You can't have a six foot newspaper. And I and I moved it probably all over fucking Texas and different apartments and different places. And eventually it found its way to trash. So that's uh yeah. It's look, man, we all got to let go of things from our childhood and, you know, it's, it's painful, but, uh, uh, and it's funny now because I'm, I throw so much shit away now. And I don't know if that was like the start of the, uh, I don't pack rat anything, uh, change yeah. in my life, but like, I, I get rid of so much shit now. If I don't touch it for a year, it's fucking gone. I just, I, I cannot, I can't stand having junk and shit around and, um, it's all just, right here in the computer if, if you want you want your nostalgia you just click a button it's right there yeah i was the same way um i even into college i started i got a playboy subscription because you just needed to be 18 to get one of those you can keep you can definitely still hold those playboys they they I, still hold i up. held i still have a few <laughs> yeah only because there's a few of them that are actually worth money because i still have them in very good condition <clears throat> who is it Oh, one of them is, uh, uh, oh God. I mean, which articles are in yeah, it that, that yeah. are very, no, that the, oh gosh, Denise Richards, the one where she's on the beach. Oh yeah. That, Denise that Richards. one's still worth some fucking cash. So hmm. I know I still have that one. I've got Pam's very first one. That one's still worth some money. Nice. She's a little cowboy hat and the half overalls. She still had pussy hair, by the way, in that picture. A lot, I, I think Playboy won. I think um, Hefner wanted them to have a little because they always would have a little. I don't know if he told them grow some out, don't be bare, or whatever. But <laughs> I, I remember from my Playboy flipping through the articles days that yeah. a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the women would have at least a little strip of the you know the the seventies bush. So. Yeah, they know. went they went from the bush to the strip that was very fashionable in those times in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wonder, and, and actually thinking about, it, I wonder because you know Playboy was obviously different from Hustler. They wouldn't just spread eagle and show just fucking pussy nah. hole hanging out. So I wonder if the reason for the hair, a little bit of hair, you know, covering some of the the labia and all that stuff, is to where they could get a sexy pose and kind of show some of that, but it's sort of uh, camouflaged a little bit with the hair. I wonder if it was kind of like a little trick to where they could kind of get some of the, the pussy on in the picture, but not really because it's got 70s. I don't know. Those, when those, uh, I mean, later on, nobody had anything. Like when he was dating those three blondes at the same time, they did uh, pictorial. I had that one for a while. I thought it was going to be 
maybe a keeper, but eventually they all three disappeared. But yeah, none of them had any uh had any hair down there. Oh, really? Mm -mm. Now all Yeah. all that went away eventually. It just you know it stayed there longer though than it really did stay in society. To your point, um, but yeah, but eventually, man, I got rid of ninety nine percent of those because again. If it's not like a certain person, they're not worth anything because porn's just free on the fucking internet. Nobody has to pay for anything. What? Yeah. It's free. <laughs> Excuse me. What is this website <laughs> you speak of? I'm typing it in right now. yeah, don't do that. We'll crash the fucking Oh, podcast again. sorry. A lot of viruses. Um, A lot of viruses. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm the same way. Like every every year at this time, I do it during Lent, you know, to soak up some of the non-drinking time. I go through my shed, my garage, every room in the house, every closet. If I have, if you're not a tool or something that can be used to fix something or, you know, a mower, obviously any, any kind of yard equipment, if you're not something that can be used for something later, tangibly, and I haven't touched you in a year, you're trash. You're fucking gone. But I used to be the same way, man. I kept, I kept fucking... notebooks of shit like of notes from college like that was dude i fucking one year i did this while i was cleaning shit out i found a whole goddamn container of flo not floppy disk but the hard disk drives that i had fucking college term papers on and i just saved them like i Yeah. was gonna fucking use those term papers Oh, yeah. or anything you couldn't even fucking get the information off that shit today Yeah. if, if your life depended on it Where you know are you what going i mean to put that? yeah What are you going to do with it? Now, now, when you say things you haven't touched for a year, you get rid of, does that, does that, are you telling the viewers, like, if you haven't touched your wife in a year, get rid of her? Is that what you're saying? Does that fall Oh, in yeah. the same, same category? Yeah, she's got to Yeah, go. she's got to go. If you haven't touched her in a year, Then you don't need her. You don't fucking I mean, need her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it. So, sorry, ladies. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Uh, I saw a great meme today talking about that kind of thing. It was a good joke. It was, it was a couple sitting there, and then the the wife's like, "Oh, now that we're married, I guess you're not gonna play so much golf." And the guy was like, "Hmm, you're starting to sound like my ex-wife." And she's like, "I didn't know you were married before." He's like, "I haven't been." <laughs> <laughs> man but uh. golf is a fucking like i don't i kind of don't blame the women that that bitch about the golf you know it, depending on how much I you do. know Like, how fucking unfulfilled it's is five your life? fucking hours of the day It's four if you play. is that is that counting like drive there drive back grab a beer after it like Yeah, okay. Five. Let's it, let's say it it's all a long in five. time it's a long now You can't find five hours of your Saturday. You don't have anything to do for five hours. Of, you don't want your fucking man no out of the goddamn house for five hours. i mean most people specifically if they have like a family and kids like the, the weekend is it's fucking hustle go 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 now if it's occasionally yeah of course you know occasional you're gonna go play around with your friends like two three two three four times in a golf season okay yeah but like i'm talking about the ones that like like i mean every weekend we're going to play like that can i get it if you got a family and a wife and you're like spending Yeah, five six if you got, but I mean, I don't know a lot of guys that are on the golf course every weekend that have got kids playing little league sports. I mean, if you're in that shit, you're in that shit. Like, that's, that is your fucking weekend. It's, it is what it is, you know. You talking about if they have the kids out there? If they have guys that have kids, I don't see them on the golf course Oh. all the time. They're doing their kid shit. They're, 
doing the little league thing. They're doing all like they don't have time for fucking golf. I'm the talking trick, about like the trick would be get your kids into golf. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can just go, you're just there for like we're trying to teach the, the kid, honey. I got I have to take him or her to the golf course because it's gonna get them a scholarship. That's not even a fucking trick. Like <laughs> if you want your kid to have especially if you have a girl, mm-hmm. an easy road to a college scholarship. Girls don't even have to be able, they don't even have to be scratch golfers to get division. You can go play golf for a major, for University of Texas, a major university, and not even be a scratch golfer as a female in the NCAA. Like you can go out there and shoot an 80 and Mm -hmm. be one of the best golfers in the country. Not not to say there's not scratch golfers out there, not to say you're gonna win anything, but you can still get a full fucking ride or whatever the scholarship is for golf because <clears throat> because of the Title IX or whatever, they have to give away so many scholarships in every goddamn sport to keep the numbers equal between um, men and women athletes, you know, collegially. They have to give them away. Like, they, they can't They can't not. They have to give those scholarships to fucking somebody. Take your little girl out there. Fucking teach her no. to putt. So I mean, it, when you say men and women, how do these – colleges to distinguish who's the man and the woman <laughs> when all the professors in these classes are teaching them that that is a spectrum and not a real thing so i don't know well that's that's a tricky one well avenue b you got a boy you know he ain't so hot shit he's shooting in the 80s and he's a senior in high school you ain't Go getting a there. scholarship you know to texas or any place like that shooting in the 80s as a dude i promise you that but you know if you want to switch over to the ladies you get to scoot up to the red tees and just bomb it out there like fucking 280 and you know take your chances mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's where we're going that's that's uh welcome welcome to america in 2023 we got ex-presidents uh being arrested for um paying off porn stars and we have the continuation of Chicks with dicks, or not? Chicks with dicks. Uh, Bud Light obviously took a lot of fucking heat this week mm-hmm. uh, for sponsoring some mm-hmm. late boy. I don't even know who this fucking guy is. Dylan Mulvaney, yeah, the bane of my existence. I don't know where this fucking prick came from, or I mean, I've never heard of him in life. Um, he looks like an ugly, skinny chick. We have enough of those. Like, I don't know why we needed to make another one. Can he at least get some big fake cans he, or something? No. He I mean, he's trying to normalize the bulge. I mean, he's got videos talking about let's normalize the bulge with women because some women can have bulges and and bikini season is coming up and you just might see a bulge down there and that's that's just okay. I mean, th- this guy is a fucking care he he's a con, he's a grifter. 100%. There's no way he believes in any of this shit. And he's a genius grifter because he's going to be worth 100 million dollars probably in 2 or 3 years. A hundred. He's gonna be a hundred. Have you seen the list of sponsors this dude's getting? Corporate I saw sponsorship. That, I saw that Nike picked him up. Oh my hey. god! Like this dude is a diabolical genius. Like he is. I mean, he's. I don't know. It. it it's. It's. Um. I've lost. I've lost friends over this whole topic on you know social medias because if you simply ask the most soft questions at all or the slightest pushback, of course, you are a transphobe and they can't even stand to have you on the friends list. 
Um, it's this is a weird, what a weird topic that this is. Like it's a this has been building, you know. We've talked, we we talk about it every week. And even before we were doing this podcast, this is something that I would follow and saw it growing and growing and growing, but I never thought it would go this fast, number one, and I really didn't think it would go this far because I thought there would be enough pushback from normal Americans to squash it out, but I don't think we've seen the end yet. No, I mean, as long as they're useful to one side, they're definitely going to be continued to be pushed and promoted and all that shit. Um, Saw that Jack Daniels picked up RuPaul and... So they're going to be on the fucking shit list for a lot. What of is this too. for? What? Where is this? You you pick up people for because you get it's going to bring business to you. Like I don't understand the game here for these companies. I don't understand what's going on. I don't either, man. I you know I guess they I guess from one side of it. I don't know. This is a little bit. I don't. I don't. That I'm saying out loud. So if you think back to COVID, because it reminds me when you said you lost friends over this thing. A lot of people lost friends over COVID. A lot of people aren't friends anymore because of COVID, because people were on one side or the other side. Yeah. And it turned out to be ridiculous because the shot or whatever didn't work. It still doesn't work. I saw a thing that it was like 60% or something of Americans had taken the first, you know, shot and the booster, and now this last round of booster was down to 14% of people have taken this shit, which good for everybody waking the fuck up, but what you don't see, and this is the part that pisses me off, you don't see a lot of people on social media and the media saying, you know what, guys, hey, we were wrong about that, and I'm not taking this shit anymore, blah, blah, blah. Nobody will come out and admit they were wrong. Nobody will ever come out and admit that they fucked everything up. You know, but they were on our ass and telling us we were killing people. We were the scourge of the earth. They're tired of dragging along. One, one, what was one famous guy? He said, "I'm tired of dragging along these idiots that won't just go get the fucking shot, let them die or whatever." <laughs> and none of those people have come back and said, "Hey, my bad. Uh, I should have just let you be an American and make your own choice, and I'd made mine, and we'd all just be cool." No. They can't just do that, but all the friendships lost families. I know family members that fucking don't talk to each other anymore over fucking COVID. A thing that, again, at the end of the day, didn't even fucking work. And I'm not even saying one side was right, one side was wrong. You don't have to do that. All you have to admit was, hey, I shouldn't have fucking pressured you to do that. You know, I shouldn't have fucking said this. I shouldn't have... Fucking uh, Howard Stern shouldn't have come out and said, fuck our freedom. He wants his freedom to live. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Fucking Colin Cowherd shouldn't have called Kirk Cousins a child and told him to grow up on nationally syndicated radio because he chose not to take a shot. He literally fucking did not one word of an apology, not one word of a fucking retraction, nothing. Mm -mm. They don't have to. Like, they're they're the. That's what I'm thinking. Sorry to go to the point. That's what I'm thinking. These companies, if you remember all the companies that got behind the COVID thing, well, they ain't had to come back and say they're sorry. They ain't had to fucking take any back flack off of it. So maybe they're thinking the same thing. Hey, we can just throw our hand, our hat in the fucking ring with this trans thing, ride it out for how long, however long it goes. And when it's over, we'll just pretend like we were never even fucking a part of it. And people will yeah. move on and forget as they always right. do. And, and that, and that's the responsibility of, um, because with the COVID thing, 
there's nothing we can like um uh, if, if i i never took the shot i was never going to i you know people like us we were we're there's nothing we can do now it's like it's not like we can like not take the shot extra hard now we didn't take the shot then we're not gonna take the shot now but with this like when when a company like budweiser just as an example they come out and make and make this stance you don't buy their shit and it's and it's it's up to people who actually care about this don't buy their shit and if all of them line up if Coors does it miller does it if they all do it i guarantee you there's gonna be one beer left that will that will be the, uh, the the one that won't do it or if they all do it it opens a great opportunity for a new brewing company to come along and say, hey guys, all you millions of people who are begging for someone to not get into this bullshit, we'll do it. We'll sell you beer and we'll say a fucking thing about, about fucking trannies. And guess who's gonna get millions and millions of sales? So it's up to us to be the opposition and speak with our pocketbook and and show these people um, you know, that that we don't really care. You know, we just just sell the beer. Cor corporates i mean i know they're going to do their thing because that's 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 what they're in the business for but they don't there's no need for it like just just stay out of controversial things like that and sell your beer and, or you know liquor or whatever i don't really get the game but yeah that was funny because um I had a friend group of mine we were texting back and forth about it tonight and we'd all been kicking around the idea of uh making a whiskey anyway so i was you know we're like fuck it why not now? And uh, market that shit is definitely straight bourbon. Uh, <laughs> Coors Light, by the way. <laughs> As of now, it's safe. But, because, you know, there will be a void to fill if enough of these companies <clears throat> go that way. Straight bourbon? Straight. Well, See, one, one, of my, one of my buddies said it's either straight, how, what did he say? It's straight barrel or, or straight. Straight or single barrel, no blended bullshit. <laughs> you see, the straight thing, because uh, at least for me, and, and this whole rainbow thing, um, I I talk, you know, more almost exclusively actually about the trans and, and their bullshit because, you know, the the L and the G and the B, okay, whatever. You know, like that, like that's that's just a lifestyle that, that that they mostly at this point keep to themselves. It's the fucking T that I have a problem with. Like the trans, yeah. they have gone insane. Um, so when you say straight bourbon, that I, I mean, I don't know. Like that's like to me, it's gay. That's the yeah, opposite of it, of gay. You know, it was so. it was more kind of a play on words. It's basically no blends. Because you know, you got yeah. you got straight bourbon, you got blended bourbon, you got barrel aged, you know, single barrel, whatever. This is kind of more whiskey talk. So you have to put like a tagline underneath straight bourbon that says, uh, we we don't support Dylan Mulvaney or the trannies or something like that. I think we'll try to take care of that somewhere in the name. Hmm. Or uh, I had I had an idea for one of the taglines is oh if you're a chick with a dick, uh, I can't remember what I said. Basically we're 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 not for you or this bourbon ain't for you and your clique is uh i think it was a tagline i was like if we get fucking uh who's who's the western guy with a good voice sam um sam yeah. elliott 
Sam we, Elliott. We get yeah. Sam Elliott to read that tagline on a fucking commercial. That's fucking but gold. You know what the beauty of that is? You don't even need to. If you're the only one, you just say, <laughs> "Hey guys, we're the only ones that don't yeah. don't do it." So, I, but yeah. I mean, back to my point too about the COVID thing. All those companies that jumped in bed with that, but before that, or I guess the same time, a little bit simultaneously, look at all the companies that jumped on the Black Lives Matter fucking shit. And that turned out to be a huge fucking scam. I'm not talking about the movement. I'm talking about the organization. It was a grifting organization. It's still uh, going, though. That, yeah, but it ain't making the money it is. And the lady that was the CEO that bought all those mansions off of, she's fucking gone. She's just trying to fucking avoid prison time at this point. And, but all those companies, look at all of the fucking companies that jumped behind that. And everybody then was like, oh, boycott, boycott. And nobody did shit. People yeah. still bought all the shoes. They still fucking wore all the clothes. Like, nobody did nothing. So, I mean, Dude, at, it's, this, it's at, all... at this point, these companies probably feel like, what the fuck do we have to lose? Oh, of course. Because, you know, it's it's all over social media. Right? Like, that Budweiser thing has just blown up the internet. Uh, and it's divided the That's internet. That's a bigger pushback than I ever saw about Oh, my else. God. It's, it's, it's crazy because that's such a, like, that's an American beer staple and the people who drink it are the complete opposite of what you would assume that would go along with some or you know acknowledge something like trans movement um so that's why it's why it's so polarizing and i mean you just go through your social media and these people they're they're half your posts are going to be like oh my god just drink your fucking beer and get over it. like who gives it like you just blah 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 it's all that shit and then, you know, if you try to have any conversation, and by the way, uh, we have a uh, guest coming up next week who's agreed, shockingly, to come on and talk about this trans movement, um, the the trans mafia movement. By the way, that's another trademark, uh, Bastards of Babylon. The trans mafia movement. I have not heard anybody else say that. You've heard it here first. This is the trans mafia movement. And this is only the beginning. Uh, I think you said last show that some of the, uh, a bunch of the last, school shootings most of them have been on the spectrum and and trans specifically this trans mafia movement the violence the riots the storming of the capitals that we saw a week or two ago some of the some of the state capitals that we saw this is going to continue so uh but anyway this guy has agreed to come on and speak on the trans mafia movement and also the trump um uh arrest and and situation so that's scheduled for next week yeah hey hey Anytime, and I told him like, my God, thank you for agreeing to do that. Uh, most most people oh, yeah. most people won't even talk to me in the comments. I can't even get most people to even acknowledge me in the comments. Uh, and this one actually agreed to come on, so I look forward to that. But but yeah, man, we got we this issue, this Budweiser thing, and Kid Rock, of course. We if you saw that. <laughs> by the way, by the way, uh, that's a fully automatic uh, that he had. I don't. I was under the impression that you can't have those, um, but he just. I guess you can if you're famous. He just. That's the military grade. You, I didn't know that civilian. Maybe there's some exceptions. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not that into the gun. Uh, I've got some guns, but they're clearly semi-automatic. I, I, I do know enough to where I can't have fully automatic uh, weapon like that. But that was. That blew up the internet too, and people are. I'm deleting fucking Kid Rock. I'm getting rid of him. No more, no more of that. So, oh, like anybody was fucking listening to Kid Rock anymore anyway. Jesus Christ. Oh, you bite your tongue. He's still got. You go to the gym. You can throw on some Kid Rock. It still works. Yeah, I mean, 
I still like his music. It's not like he's fucking all over the radio or whatever. He tours still. I mean, he still tours. I'm sure he does. Everybody fucking tours. I mean, goddamn, yeah. the Rolling Stones still tour. I don't even know if they can move anymore. No, the Rolling Stones are dead. Talking about, and I did see him in that video though. You talk about someone that's aged very poorly. Uh, Senior Rock. He's grandpa. Well, how old is he? Now. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's a fucking. How old do you think he is? We always play this game before I look it up. Well, he looks like he's in his <laughs> late 50s. Okay, do two ages. What does he look like, and then what do you think he is? He looks like he's about 58. I'm going to guess he's around 47. Nah, I think, yeah, that's a 40. Say, say those two numbers again. Say he looks like he's 58. I'm going to guess 47. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. He 58. Does. Did you see he, his eyes? Oh my yes, god! Yes, maybe he just woke up. I don't know. He's uh, he's fifty-two. Okay, so you're right, right, in, the right in the middle of what yeah. I thought he was and what he looked like. Eh, that's fine. <laughs> fifty-two for a guy that's done a lot of drugs and a lot of rocking. I guess is not too bad. You show that man some respect. He has been inside well, Pamela Anderson, sir. None of those. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. who can make that claim. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Not but, me and you yet, though. No, I don't want to anymore. And some of her pictures that I've seen, I think I'm going to pass. That's going to be a hard pass for me at this point. Nah, That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, but you know what? None of those rock stars age that well. I mean, they just don't. like. They live a hard fucking life, you know, for a yeah. long time. So it's a lot of drugs, a lot of booze, a lot of late nights, a lot of hookers there. So, so there's a... There's a saying you were talking about the, um, you know, comparing the COVID thing to some to this trans movement thing, and uh, there's an old saying that says like if your if your premise is wrong, then the con then the conclusion will almost always be uh, right. So you know, you know, like an example is like, well, I think I can fly. Uh, <laughs> obviously, your premise, like if you're a human, I think I can fly. Well, the conclusion. Is going to be you're you're going to try to fly and you're going to be dead because you can't fly and you know with covid like you know all the premise was just always wrong it was always wrong so now the conclu the conclusion even though it's taken a long time it's proven to be you know we were all right and then with this trans thing it's so obviously the premise is wrong like it's so common sense and entire history of humanity wrong to, to say that a man can be a woman. So the conclusion, you know, it's obviously they're they're figuring out themselves as they're still killing themselves at record rate. The conclusion is death. The, the conclusion is just absolute death for them. Uh, not by not by us. You know, we aren't killing them because we disagree with with, you know, them, their delusion. That doesn't mean we're killing them. And that's that's the narrative online. Like if you don't support them, if you don't bow down to this trans movement well you're 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 leading the to their same, death it was the same bullshit that was going on during the black lives matter that white males in america were the biggest domestic terrorist threat in america mm -hmm. was the white male like it's the same bullshit just over the top fucking narrative they always have to go so i mean the same thing with the abortion thing what did AOC? say you're literally gonna kill women Literally, I mean, she sat there and said that shit because... Who was that? Well, it, was just, it wasn't, wasn't really anybody, but... Oh, okay. I thought you were doing like a... like a, 
that's what AOC, that's what AOC said. Thought you were doing a Karen Jane or something. No, nah, I, I can't even do an AOC. Um, you just throw a bunch of likes. Like, think of a sentence and then force eight likes into it. Yeah, but she <laughs> she did say she. You're literally, you're literally going to kill women. They're literally going to kill women. And like, if you think about it, like that's sexist. And. <laughs> Oh man, oh, God. it's all—it's oh. always so over the bitch. fucking top with the fucking narratives. Like, dude, not, uh, nothing, nothing is the end of the world. Nothing. Uh, it's one of one of the things I always love to say because it just works in life. Nothing is everything, but everything is something. It's because people like to poo-poo, you know, little things or stuff that you. You kind of read into in situations like, ah, that doesn't fucking matter. That doesn't mean, ah, that don't mean anything. Well, it means something. It might not mean every. Nothing means everything, but it does mean something. So if you get enough somethings together, you generally do have a conclusion or some evidence leading you to a, you know, a hypothesis one way or the other, right? But not not any one thing is fucking everything. Not any right. one thing. So. It, I don't know why that I don't know why what you just said made me think about the way I, wa I watch movies or it's, it's really fucking talk about left field but uh, <laughs> it, but it did because when I watch movies um, you know when people watch movies that they're like setting something up or maybe it's a maybe it's a murder mystery or some sort of like like who done it or something like that and and it's, it's always it's, the ex-husband <laughs> the boyfriend well it's always <laughs> it's always there's always clues along the way. And even if it's not like a mystery or a whodunit, everything in a movie, <clears throat> and, and it's why I watch movies with subtitles, and I, I know that drives some people crazy, but every word in a movie is put there for a reason. Everything that you see in a room is put there for a reason. So I watch movies, uh, you know, some people just watch movies and they're like, I don't know. Their, their mind doesn't think. They're just watching, tuning out, and just waiting for for the for them to tell them the conclusion, and and they see it, and they're like, "Oh, wow, that was really good." I watch movies more like I'm trying. I'm scanning. I'm looking at everything in the room for clues, because uh, uh, like when someone's reading a book, um, what was that movie with Jack Nicholson? The Shining. In The Shining, uh, there's a scene when when he first gets to the hotel, and before anything's happened, he's sitting down on the couch, and uh, he's reading a. a uh, uh like a magazine and no one no one mentions it it's never brought up it's never acknowledged but the magazine was a uh like a um not playboy but but play girl or play not play girl but play boy and it was a it was it was a clue it was like that's telling you that the you know indirectly that this guy is into that you know he's a, he's sexual he's into sexual things with with uh, with men and obviously you know uh as you watch the movie there's obviously something going on between him and the boy so so anyways that's i watch all these movies and look for clues like that along the way and that's it's kind of like what you're saying like everything is something uh and and you know whatever so i that i don't know why it took me there but i watch movies and, and i pick up every word and everything in the scene just to try to find kind of what's being what is being said that's not being said yeah, it's a good exercise to go through. Like I said, it works for everything in life. Um, 
I mean, some things aren't that deep or whatever. Some things are way deeper than we make them. Some things we just we pay attention to a lot more. Like uh, now, like right around now, draft time, right? So NFL great, draft, great example to use NFL draft, like quarterback evaluations. You know, some people, if they see one thing, they're like, oh, that guy's going to be awesome. Or, oh, my God, that guy's going to fucking suck. Like, one metric, one throw, one whatever bad interview or whatever, and they're out or in immediately, right? One highlight pack, one highlight package, and all of a sudden the kid from Florida is going to be a top five pick. Mm. When he literally couldn't complete more than 53% of his passes, his entire career at Florida, but now he's gonna be. A oh, top he five might pick. be a top five pick. Well, true. That, I mean, yeah, and he might, and he might be, and he might be great. Who fuck? We don't. Nobody fucking knows, right? Nobody knows. Nobody knows for sure. But not that likely. One, but that one highlight package has got everybody saying, "Oh my God, he's gonna be the next Jalen Hurts. He's gonna be the next fucking Lamar Jackson. He's gonna be this. like, okay, well, Josh he Allen. Might, he might. Josh be. Allen. Yeah, or Josh Allen. He might be, or. He might be exactly who he showed you what who he was in Florida, which is not a very good quarterback. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> but like, it's a great it's a great example of that. Like, there's so many things that go into player evaluations. So many things, and you know, the, we're not privy to everything in the public. So we get a little nugget here, we get a little nugget there. We get, I mean, you heard the whispers about you know Jadavion Clowney coming out. Doesn't like to work. Doesn't like football. Doesn't really care that much. He comes red out flag, with a Red flag. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, who cares? He's six foot five. He's 280 pounds, runs a four four forty. Like, oh, they'll yeah. teach him to work. They'll teach him to love for they'll like, nah, you're not gonna teach him to do that. And he could have proved us all wrong. He could come out and have been the most dominant physical force we've seen in a decade, right? He could have been the Aaron Donald, but on the outside. But he wasn't. And he it's actually been. and it's actually a testament to how fucking amazing, amazingly talented he is. That he oh, is still yeah. that he's a when he's healthy he's an above average player he's not he's not great because he doesn't care that much but it's it's actually a testament to how amazing that dude could be because he doesn't care doesn't put in the work and is still an above average NFL player and is probably going to play for like twelve years that's how fucking yeah. amazing he is it's the same thing with fucking Kyler Murray I mean you heard the rumors they weren't nearly as loud right because he's a quarterback but. There was, I mean, when he left AM, there was a lot of shit that got leaked out. How doesn't like to work out, doesn't like to practice, doesn't study, doesn't give a fuck, any of that stuff or whatever. Goes to Oklahoma, wins the Heisman, goes to the football playoff, number one overall pick. All that shit gets swept under the rug, you know, because I was like, everybody's like, ah, I don't matter. That don't matter. That don't matter. Well, it does matter, obviously. It's mattered. But again, to your point, how fucking awesome is that dude that he's literally five foot nine? And he weighs like a buck ninety-five. He doesn't study film. He doesn't work hard, and yet he's still out there performing at an above-average level yeah. on an NFL fucking field. That's mm -hmm. fucking unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's a, really, a really good example of the. He's the exact opposite of uh, Clowney on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's. But the thing is, that'll only last so long when you're tiny. Clowney yeah. can do his thing because he's a giant. And right. he's just a fucking man among boys, even in the NFL. But, but I mean, Michael Vick admitted that when he, you know, when he came in the league, and Michael Vick's a, a small quarterback, he's six foot flat, mm -hmm. like 215 or whatever, but he was an amazing athlete. 
he admitted he he said he never even looked at the playbook until he got to Philadelphia. <laughs> he had no idea how to play quarterback his entire life until Andy Reid pulled him aside and taught him how to play the position. And he said that gave me a new life in my career. He extended my career. He taught me how to actually play, how to read a defense, how to study, how to work properly. He never did any of that, and yet he took Atlanta, which was a shit team, all the way to the playoffs, became the first guy to ever win a playoff game in Lambeau on the fucking road. Like, he did amazing things his first four or five years until the dog fight shit happened or whatever, and yet he never he, – he had no idea how to play the position. No clue. Yeah. That's just – some guys just have that transcendent talent, and they just don't put it all together – Sometimes not. I mean, Michael Vick eventually did put it all together, and he had a really good run there in Philadelphia. Um, you know, he was a top, at least top fifteen quarterback there for a good three, a couple four years. years. Yeah, two or three years, something like that. You got another uh, hundred million dollar fucking deal out of it. Yeah, who knows how much of that he actually got? But I'm sure at least half, which is which is awesome when you came out of prison and you were looking for a job. So he walked out of prison, and he's still so awesome. <laughs> That with the right coach to teach him, like, hey, yeah, you don't run a 4-2 flat anymore, but you still run a 4-3-1. So come here for a second. Yeah, I bet he was more in the four high 4-4s four at that point. Maybe which is so. plenty fast enough for a fucking quarterback. Because until you get into the secondary. cannon of an arm. Yeah. Yeah, Richardson's going to be a, a, an interesting prospect to see what happens. Uh, we're going to be in Kansas City for that draft. That's coming up, and good Lord, what do we got? Uh, three weeks three weeks away that's coming up real quick so can't wait for that little road trip to um to kansas city it's about a seven and a half hour drive from where we're taking off from so it's going to be a fun drive we're going to share driving duties so unfortunately we won't be able to uh get drunk along the way but um you know we'll do plenty of that we'll catch up as soon as we fucking get close i promise you that Oh, yeah, we get a couple hours out. We'll start cracking coldies. Yeah, once we get close, you know, like, as long as you're not drunk, that's that's always been my thing when I, I tell people, like, take you take a road. It's like, look, if I'm not drunk, I'll literally just, if they pull me over and I've had, I've had literally, I opened a beer and this is my first beer and I'm drinking it and they happen to see me, whatever, or they pull me over. Okay, yes, I have a beer. It's Give me my open container ticket. I'll blow in your little thing. I'll blow a fucking point. Oh, two or three or whatever it would come out to with fucking half a beer drink and weighing 200 pounds. Okay. Yeah. To get, like if you really want to, you're fucking hard up to fucking think I'm drunk then go ahead and let me blow and we can move along our way. Yeah. I remember one time I was coming home from work and I had bought a six pack on my way out of work. And I worked about 20 minutes from where I lived and I drank one beer and had half the other one drank and I pulled into my neighborhood like mm -hmm. literally into my neighborhood and a cop pulled me over in my neighborhood. I was like, what the hell? He's like, Oh, you didn't signal at that stop sign. And I was like, I didn't. And he's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and he shined his flashlight and saw the beer between my legs and the six pack. And he's like, you've been drinking. And I was like, yes, sir. He's like, how much you had to drink? I said that empty bottle right there in the six pack. And what you see right here, it's left in this one. Yeah. He's like, and he checked my ID. He's like, well, you live right there? I was like, yeah. I was literally two streets. I mean, two yeah. streets. And my house was like second in. You remember where it was there? Yeah. Second in on the street. So literally, I mean, I could have hit 
I could have thrown a, I could have thrown a football over my, over my mountains from there. Over the mountains and hit your roof. Gotcha. Exactly. And so I was, he was like, well, you couldn't wait till you got home. I was like, yeah, I could have. What? Yeah. What, it's I'd have been like, excuse me. He was a young, young cup. And he was like, you couldn't wait till you got home, sir. I was like, yeah, I could have, but I didn't want to. All right. He's like, well, you know, that's illegal. I can give you a ticket. I was like, yeah, that's fine. You got to mm -hmm. do your job, do your job, write me a ticket. Well, sir, I, I'm not going to let you uh, take this vehicle any further. I said, oh take this my vehicle God. any further. And right about that time, just so happened, my sister called me, which my little sister, she lived six houses down, I think, at the time. Her and my brother-in-law, um, her husband is a DPD officer. She's a lawyer. So she calls, asks me what I'm doing. I said, well, I'm sitting here talking to one of Forney's finest. He's got me pulled it over right here in the neighborhood. She's like, for what? And I told her, and I told her what, you know, the beard and everything. She's like, he's saying he won't let you drive your truck. And I'm like, he's sitting there staring at me. I'm talking on the phone. I was like, yeah, he's saying he's not going to let me drive my truck. She's like, well, he, will he let you just walk home and, you, you know, we'll come get your truck? So I asked him that. And he's like, no, uh, I had to have this vehicle towed. I said, dude, you ain't towing oh my goddamn my truck. Oh, my God. Wow. And she heard, she heard me say that. She's like, we'll be right there. Boom, they come flying around the corner. <laughs> She gets out. She's like, yeah, you're not doing any of this. And he starts to say something. John's like, nope, that ain't how that works. And so he fucking, you know, tells him oh, off. Shit. And she, she tells him to go fuck himself. Give her the fucking ticket. So he writes a ticket and gives it to her. She just takes it from him. What and, was the ticket? Open container? Yeah. Yeah. Which she just had it thrown out or whatever. And yeah. it didn't matter. But, and then... Uh, John just jumped in my truck and drove it home because he wasn't going to let me drive the, you know... 1200 feet that i had left well you were probably very i mean you were on the line one and a half beers uh, you're that's pushing it that is it was pushing it, it was pushing it it was pushing it yeah that's that, they, there's no need for that like i mean i know he was just see, he was young and being a fucking dick right because he could have and he see could've. here's and here's the thing like and you know not to always take it back to you know things that are controversial but if you'd have been black then, like, if that would have no black person, what's that black person going to think? Oh, that it was racist. Right. Sure. And that's the point. Is like, you know, like, it, people can just be dicks, especially cops. Oh, cops yeah. can be, you talk about a fucking power trip. They can be dicks. And there's no reason, whether it's a black person or a white person or any person, like, they're, literally their job is just to protect and serve. Like, there's no, uh, you didn't put on a fucking turn signal. I know what street you're talking about. There's not a lot of cars there. I'm sure there were, were you signaling to anybody? Was there anybody to signal to? No, I mean, there's nobody around. But that's, I don't mind being pulled over if I made an improper traffic turn. I don't mind getting a ticket if I'm breaking the law. That's fine. I, I broke the law. Give me the ticket. I'm all good with all that. And if he just said, look, I'm not going to let you drive home. You can leave your truck parked here. Your sister can come get it or somebody after I leave. Just walk on home and grab your it, fucking six pack like if, a like he, cousin eddie <laughs> <laughs> if he'd have left it at that even i'd have been i'd have been annoyed but whatever but what he said he was gonna have my truck towed a, that's when that's, i lost my shit that's three or four hundred bucks I, I was like you ain't towing my goddamn truck 1200 feet from my fucking house no you're shit. out of your goddamn mind there's just no need for that that is no need and like in the signal thing to me and I know what the law is. I get it. If you're not signaling to somebody, like if you're out on a road 
and there's a cop fucking hiding behind a bush that you can't. There's a four-way stop that I came to, and nobody else was there. Then who the fuck do you signal to? Yeah. You a signal is what, what is the definition of a signal? It's to signal. Yeah. If there's no one to signal to, if a tree falls in the goddamn woods and no one's there to see it, it don't make like what you're not signaling anybody. So I now if I've been drinking, like actually drinking, like I'm over like four or five beers. Oh, I'm fucking. I mean, I'll sit at that thing. Oh, no yeah. Break. I mean, I'm falling everything. But like one beer and and or no beers and there's nobody around. Um, yeah, I'm. I probably won't even stop at that stop sign. I'll I'll yeah. slow down to like two or three miles per hour. Kind of look around. I'm good. Uh, and, so, and maybe that's really what I did. And maybe I did signal, but I just didn't come to a complete stop. Maybe. Why would I? Nobody uh, around. Who who knows? He just said the signal thing, which again, I wasn't arguing with him. I wasn't protesting the ticket or whatever. If you break the law, you deserve to be punished to whatever the extent to the law is. Which kind of brings us full circle to the Trump thing. You know, if Trump broke the law. You know, which I don't know if he did or didn't. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I saw... What are the charges? What are they even charged? We don't even know what the charges are. Yeah, they, they've all been released and read through. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. The, they, they have to be tied to something, and he's not releasing the felony connection of yeah, he, what it is. He's not releasing that one portion of it, which is oh, the biggest well, portion. You, I know. I'm sorry. You might want to release that if you're going to arrest a former president. It is the biggest portion of it, so you're right. <laughs> That should have been front and Tiny center. little detail uh, is kind of important. Yeah, but legally, he does not have to disclose that at this point. So he's holding his cards to the, tied to the vest. But and again, He holds I'm his not... Twinkies tight to the vest, too. Oh, he's, 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 he's packing those Twinkies in and not sharing at all. Yeah, I love how all the fucking Democrats, too, in New York are thinking this guy's a savior, like, do you guys not remember the last fat black guy you put all your faith into, like Car- Carmelo Anthony for the Knicks? That didn't work out, did it? <laughs> oh, shit. That didn't work out at all. It, so look, I, I guess they've forgotten about that. These cities, <laughs> I used I used to have a different opinion on this that I've kind of changed, um, you know, because it's just it's just gotten out of control and ridiculous. These cities, New York, Chicago, uh, Baltimore, just go down the list of these crime-riddled cities. San Francisco. San Francisco, who keep voting for the same awful fucking people who are just letting you rot in these cities, live in squalor, homeless, drugs, crime, all this shit. I used to be like, you know what? Let's just, let's, let's, we got to fix this. Fuck them. Fuck them all. If you stay there and you live there and you're a normal person who believes in law and order, and cleanliness and this and that and you stay there well then you fucking get what you deserve that's what you get and if you and if you do believe in these programs that these democrats push that's leading to all this crime and drugs and lawlessness and 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 you know everything else well there you go you get what you vote for so fuck them all just they can they can all just die in these cities yeah aoc said today she tweeted out today the you know they're all uh, bombing on your girl mtg for getting ran out yesterday or whatever by the whistles and she showed up to fucking trump the protest the trump thing like an, i don't know why the fuck she showed up but it's she politics showed up. that's just politics what'd she get ran out on they just ran they literally like blew whistles and like fucking were beating on like uh 
drums and shit and just like drown her out like she could nobody could hear anything she was saying they i mean nobody touched her or anything nobody obviously harassed her put Protester? hands on her yeah where at in new york oh she was trying to like make a speech outside or something yeah she was trying to you know whatever yeah stay. fine whatever and they, you know. and they so anyway they're all been bombing on her and then you know she just said that in an interview that oh the city smell blah 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 and of course aoc is like <laughs> yeah well something or other you can just you know you you uh don't fit in here anyway i love my city i love new york and i'm like bitch your city is a fucking crime-ridden shithole so i'm glad that you love it and i'm glad that all your constituents love it too and like you said fuck them yeah you fuck just, them all and i love i love the people like well not everybody can afford to just pick up and go bullshit that, that's the dumbest thing yeah. i've ever heard in my life if you're broke and i've been fucking broke i've been broke like fucking counting up do i have enough to go to the grocery store and get eggs fucking broke mm -hmm. if you're that goddamn broke guess what homeboy you ain't got nothing tying you to nothing because your job fucking sucks obviously you're paying too much for fucking rent you can literally just pick up and fucking hobo your ass anywhere you want to because guess what it ain't gonna get no fucking worse so i don't want to hear this I'm no it's gonna get to better like if you're broke in new york just moving gets you in it because if you got a if you're broken you got a shitty job in new york you can move get us get the same shitty job somewhere else but your dollar is going to go further so it's literally you can have the same shitty job somewhere else and your dollar is going to go going to go further somewhere else so these people that stay there you don't have to leave new york you could just leave the city you can sure yeah like what you could well, whichever one state. it is literally just either stubbornness or they they actually think that they're actually doing the right thing. Either way, I don't care anymore. Fuck them. S live with your homeless. Live with shit in the streets. Fucking needles in the streets. Crime. You, you can't go anywhere without, you know, the threat of getting robbed. Fuck them. What's that stat Colin always used to say is like 80% of people never leave like within 20 miles of wherever they grew up. Yeah, I don't remember the numbers, but yeah, something like that. Something like that, which is pretty true. So... Because you just you're born into that, you get used to it, and people don't people do not like leaving what's known because what's known is comfortable, even if it's shitty, which I know is a stupid thing, and it sounds dumb even to say it out loud, but it's just true. People just stay in shitty situations because it's what they know, and they're too scared to get out or to try any. I mean, it's the same reason reason why battered women stay in relationships with the same asshole that fucking keeps kicking the shit out of them because they don't think they could go do anything better or they're too scared to try anything or whatever it is. They just fucking stay because it's what they know. Yeah, and see, I've always taken mm, a little bit of exception with, with when Kala would say that because his, it's really two conversations. His, his thing was like, because you can live in a quote-unquote shitty or lower income place and be completely happy all your family's there you're not ever going to make a lot of money but it's a good safe place to raise kids you're never going to be rich but but it's it's good values good place you got everything you need in little you know mom and pop shops or whatever and to colin and his argument that's like oh well you just never you're just why would you you why would you stay there you could have gone like but those people are happy there so that's one side of the argument now what we're talking about with when you're dealing with crime and drugs and and just everything going to that's that's different that's completely and you're broke 
<laughs> so it's all that and you're yeah. broke. That's completely different. If you ever talk to anybody from New York, though, they have a sense of pride about that. For whatever reason, they think it makes them tougher. Like, oh, you know, that's how it is. This is our city. That's how it is. It's how it, it, we're from the city. That's how it is. Born and raised in New York. You know, that's just how it is. Like, it just becomes like a point of pride that they can survive in that fucking squalor. Well, they, they did this in the 70s. They, 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 this is literally like another cycle that's happening. They, like, this same thing happened in the 70s and 80s. It was a fucking shithole. Crime went over, and Giuliani came in, and they did the broken windows program, cleaned that fucking thing up. I mean, threw everybody in fucking jail. You jumped a turnstile, you got thrown in jail. You broke a window, you got thrown in jail. And the theory was, which is true, and you know, your, your brother-in-law would know this more than anybody, you... you Get rid of the people, not get rid of, but you you penalize the people that do small crimes because the people that do small crimes go on to do to do the big crimes. So if you start cracking down on the little shit, it gets rid of the big shit and it starts cleaning up your city. So, but now you know since since then, what are we? Yeah, 20, I mean, Gi- Giuliani 20? and Bloomberg like back to back, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bloomberg, that, a, Demo- I mean, a Democrat who kept that same program up, right. and just and just really cleaned it up. He saw now like, oh, we're shit, like we're being uber successful here, people are actually moving back to, I mean, they had a huge boom of people moving back to New York City. For God, a good- do you remember all the movies in the 80s uh, that would be in New York City? It was, uh, you could still, like, they still come up on, on you know, Netflix or whatever. Like, if you watch a movie in the 80s and they talk about New York City, it's always it's something around, like, just there's crime or someone's getting mugged. or Like, it's, yeah. it's always like that. It's so weird. Yep. And then they cleaned it up and they had a big boom. And I mean, uh, neighborhood boroughs like Brooklyn completely transformed themselves from a crime ridden shithole to like, they were basically like the new Manhattan. I mean, they were fucking everything up class. Like it was nothing like it was like, like you're talking about in the eighties movies, uh, mm-hmm. vampire from Brooklyn fucking all those movies. Like when it showed how ghetto crocodile, crocodile Dundee, when he went to New York, it's all fucking getting mugged and, People coming up. It's all of almost all of them these, but yeah. Yeah. We'll but see yeah. how it we'll see how it turns around. But uh that this is just the cycle. So who knows who it'll be that'll come along and um eventually Yeah, turn I mean it they'll around. they'll have to push back eventually. I mean, I would think. Um some cities never do though. I mean, Chicago never really has. It's never there's never been any pushback really in Chicago. It's always been the same shit, and like you said, I mean yet how bad though does Lori Lightfoot have to be to be the only like one term mayor get kicked the fuck out and then they I mean they're gonna just they just elected another guy which who knows what he'll do or whatever he's worse he's actually worse we'll see well his from what he talks about and what he preaches he's worse like he, um, he he's even more defund the police than than life again, was. like you said fuck you em. get what you yeah exactly you get what you vote for you people like they, they they take this stand against and i don't know if it's just a lack of candidates or a lack of good candidates or whatever but they take this stand against lori and, and get her out of there and then you elect someone that the ideology is even worse even further radical like what is wrong with you people who i would <laughs> I mean, like, who the fuck stays there? If you got a nice job in Chicago, you can get a nice job somewhere else that's safer, cleaner, and and more lines up with with your values of what you, what you're looking for. I would think. Yeah, it depends on the industry and how far. Like, if I mean, if you're, you know, an executive on fucking Wall Street, you ain't fucking moving. 
but you're also not dealing with most of that bullshit anyway. So right, yeah. If you're that, if, yeah, the, the untouchables are untouchables. They, they don't like the AOC. She, of course, she loves it. She's not. She don't fucking, even live there. Well, but you know what I mean. Like wherever she goes, she's she's per, protected by people with guns. You know, even though she's, she'll preach anti-gun all the time, but she's protected by people with guns. She's protected by Gates, even though she'll she'll preach about, you know, you can't put a wall up. Everything she preaches against, she enjoys the luxury of. So, yeah, those people and the, the politicians and the rich people, they're not, they're not touched by any of this. It doesn't affect them. It's just the normal, everyday people like you and me. And for those people, if you stay in these cities, I'm, I hate to say it, but fuck you. You get what you deserve. Move. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, not, like I said, you, you can be broke anywhere. I promise you. I've, I've been broke in several places. There's there's no, except for maybe Mother's Vineyard, that's about the only place in America you can't be broken. You can be broke wherever you choose other than oh, Martha's you, Vineyard. You can't even drop off fucking immigrants from a bus in Martha's Vineyard. They will, <laughs> they will have them out of there within fucking hours, man. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's the only place in America you literally cannot be broke. Anywhere else, you can you can go be broke in fucking Montana. And those fucking rich people had the audacity in Martha's Vineyard to go up there and like support the people. Like like, oh, we just love these people. We we totally support them. You know, being in this country, not here, not necessarily here, not here, over there. We we totally support you being. Even over though there. they registered their community as a uh, uh -huh. sanctuary city a sanctuary city yeah. not We're so like, much nah. not so much sanctuary right here. here we're thinking more like over there yeah, yeah. Not, not not on this side where we actually live but somewhere God. over there i fucking swear jesus take the wheel he jesus is too busy laughing his ass off at this fucking comedy show that we've become to take the wheel jesus has got a busy it's holy week all right so jesus is yeah, busy right. you know tomorrow's right. holy thursday you got good friday coming up easter sunday today it's a big week it's a big week for jesus big week for jesus <laughs> and uh all the the jew people too passover started to, today yeah today started passover I'm sorry. Are you saying Zhu Chu? What? Zhu. I think Zhu. Zhu. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I, so I don't. I don't know. People. <laughs> Passover started maybe, today. <laughs> maybe you can email in and tell me what, what word he's saying. I, I don't know it. So you know you got to get your uh, your unleavened bread and uh, your lamb and all that stuff ready to go. So got to have your Passover feast. <laughs> big big week when it comes to uh all of the religions there in the uh in what <sighs> the christians and hebrews call the holy bible mm -hmm. both versions so mm -hmm. big week big, big week. week big well, week and i got two no today well the rest of the day and tomorrow and then friday boys and girls oh friday I get to have a cold beer and the Masters kicks off tomorrow. So Friday, your boy's going to be after work, going to be watching the rest of that. And Saturday there, I'm going to be fucking watching golf and drinking beer all day. And then Sunday, after I get done helping Jesus hide all of his eggs, uh, <laughs> I will pagan be, eggs. I'll be watching. <laughs> He'll be hiding all the pagan eggs. 
and I'll be watching uh, Sunday of the Masters, which, by the way, boys and girls, if you're not golf fans, or even if you are and you're just new to it, or, you know, you're not aware of it, uh, Sunday, the back nine of the Masters is the best nine holes of golf all year. It's the craziest nine holes. There's always something nutty that happens. The only year I can think that something nutty didn't happen was the year that Tiger won it by like 30 fucking strokes. When he was like 19 years old, he just burst on the scene and kicked the shit out of everybody. Uh, the whole Sunday was just a coronation. I think he was like 20, I think he was 20, God damn, I think he was 21 under and the next closest person was like three under or something oh like that. God. It was just a fucking raping of that course and of the whole field. That was a statement. That was a fucking statement. There. Yeah, and that's when they started to quote unquote tiger proof uh, Augusta <laughs> and a lot of other courses because he literally just showed up and ripped the grass off of it, took his trophy, and went the fuck home. Yeah, I'm not. I I I'm, I enjoy golf. I watch it casually, um, but I, you know, uh, the Masters is always it's a great show, and I do. I am a big fan of the back holes uh in general so all all the the back holes are good for me man yeah that's good time for me man (laughs) i love back holes yep yeah amen's corner amen corner uh coming through there on the back nine there at augusta man i've tried so many fucking times to win tickets to that goddamn tournament and i've been unsuccessful so far to win the lottery which if you don't know how this works um you go online every year and you enter to win a lottery for the right to purchase tickets to the Masters. Now, you can enter to practice rounds or to the actual rounds. I entered to all of it. I just want to go and be there one time to see anything. Do I've you, not not won yet. If you do, do you win, tell them you're a tranny? I have not told them yet. That wouldn't Maybe go over well sh- in that crowd. Uh, That's the same fucking crowd that uh, told uh, what's his name <laughs> that dyke back in the '90s to go fucking kick rocks when she threw a fit. That was the 90s. This yeah. is tro- And you okay. know what? Nothing's changed and it ain't oh, gonna. Okay. What let's, let's fucking flag mark this. This is um April 5th, 2023. Both Sivas just said that trainees will have nothing to do, or the masters will have nothing to do with the tranny movement, the trans mafia movement. Is that what you're saying? One thousand percent. Marked it. All right, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, those old men. They own that course. They own their own TV rights. They depend on nobody or nothing. They don't want it. You can't even like, you can't even just go say, hey, I'd like to, I'm fucking the most famous. I'm Elon Musk. I'd like to join with Augusta. They'll say, uh, no, thank you. We don't need your money. We don't want your money. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about membership. I'm saying like, you'll see Dylan Mulvaney or someone, another grifter that comes along in the next year or two like him. Just oh look at me! I'm putting at the Masters. Oh, 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 oh. It's, <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no man, those oh, boy. those those dudes are the last like society of Southern white gentlemen that play by their own rules, and you'll play by their rules, or you don't fucking play. And again, they don't want everybody's money. They don't need everybody's money. You only get in if they say you fucking get in. And that's what I'm saying. You can't even get to the goddamn place unless you win a fucking lottery to have a chance to buy a ticket. Now, you can go online, obviously, to StubHub and buy 
tickets to the Masters at exorbitant prices. So I think the ticket, if you wanted to buy for a practice round, I think it's seventy-five dollars uh, a that's ticket. It? That's it. Oh, if you want to buy, bad. yeah, if you want to buy a round, like I, th I think the rounds are one hundred twenty-five for a piece for to go for a round, uh, which you can only get up to four. You can get up to four practice tickets in the lottery and two tickets to a round, but you only get one. If you get in, you only get one thing. So you might win tickets to the practice round on Wednesday, and you can go purchase four but, of those. But you can buy a round online for a hundred bucks. No, 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 no. That's oh. if you win the lottery. If you want to go to the Masters right now, go on StubHub right now and look. Yeah, you're gonna pay about twenty five hundred bucks for a ticket. Okay. Well, I mean that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot. But if you're talking about like a, you do that's something you do once in your lifetime. Yeah, if if you were down to it and it was bucket list time, yes, right. you'd go. Do, you can definitely go get it done. I'm yeah. trying to do it, you know, uh, where it doesn't cost me an arm and a fucking leg to go out there. Because once you get there, everything's actually pretty reasonable. They still sell everything at old school prices. I think beers are yes. like three bucks. Oh, you'll get hang. You won't make it the whole eighteen. I'll make it, but I mean, <laughs> I might not remember all of it. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah because it's not it's not just like one person's round of 18 it's literally from the first tee up like i'm oh, assuming yeah you're the whole day yeah you get the whole day yeah but dude Man. they're so they're so like crazy in how they control everything they i mean again they they own their own tv rights they do their own tv production they sell it to i think it's cbs or whoever covers it or maybe see yeah cbs um but dude, they're they're so meticulous about the details and how their course looks on television that the goddamn napkins that they give you, like with a beverage or if you buy a pimento cheese sandwich, which is their one of the most popular things, Ugh. the napkins they give you are green, the same color as the grass, because when they see it on TV, they don't want to ever see a piece of trash blowing. Or a piece of trash on their course. So the napkins blend in with the fucking grass. That's how meticulous they are about that fucking play. Like, you talk about a fucking, like, bat stepping back in time to, like, a golf cathedral. Brought like to you by Dylan Mulvaney. The, ma <laughs> the Masters brought to you by this man dressed in woman face. Oh, God. I still remember that. Uh, I can't remember her name, but... That fucking big old dyke that was out there just fucking raising hell and trying to protest because they wouldn't allow women members or women to play and yada to yada. To the Masters? Oh yeah. Augusta. To Augusta. Oh, it was God. like in the it was like in the late nineties. Remember the women lib thing took on like a whole nother yeah, step. The second, yeah. Second wave of feminism. Yeah. And they and so they tried to crash the uncrashable and she was gonna get it done and she was gonna blah blah blah. And no. Those old men came out there and got on TV and were like, nah, not happening. Like, oh, are you even going to have an audience with her? No, we're not. <clears throat> Is she allowed on the grounds? No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have something like that left, just that, that connection to the past. You know, like, it's not racist. Like, racism, I get it. Yeah, you. I mean, and actually, technically... If it wasn't such a televised national event, clubs should be able to have their own clubs. Uh, I mean, hell, there's there's colleges that have black only, you know, uh, social clubs or whatever. There's now we've got black only or Asian only graduations. Like private clubs 
are they should be able to make private rules whether it's you know all white all black by the by the constitution that's the way it's supposed to be now with race it gets a little tricky specifically race against black people because of the history of this country and and the you know slavery civil rights all that stuff so it gets a little tricky with that and then also the fact that you know something like the masters in augusta is a, it's a national corporate product on tv yada 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 and it and really it took it took someone like tiger the greatness of tiger to come along to really break that barrier and knock that through um but technically speaking a private club but the point is women you're not tiger and feminism isn't as big of a deal as racism it just isn't like we're still you're still allowed to jokingly be uh sexist and people just kind of laugh and go along with it you, you gotta be a little careful with race racism you know racist jokes sometimes it's it's the right person can get away with it if it's really funny but uh i guess the point is yeah you women you're not getting into augusta black people if you're really good sign up yeah well i mean women won't even stand up for their own fucking stupid sports so i mean you think you're no. really going to come after one of ours they, like, they never they stuff. never even win they never win woman of the year anymore it never goes to an actual woman anymore all the women of the year in magazines, fucking this and that. It's always a fucking oh, man. Dudes. It's all man dressing up as a woman. You yeah. suck. You women suck so bad at being women that we're doing it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I fucking yeah. love. I love being fucking American in 2023, man. What a fucking, what a great show we are. We're just fucking amazing. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I think that's a good note to fucking that's end on. That's a good ender there. Yeah. That's a good ender. All right, boys and girls. Well, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Revolution Network. You get this podcast. You get the I Mini Podcast with me. You get Football and Freedom, my buddy Longhorn. And I think, what, in two weeks, we're doing a mock drafts. Oh, yeah. The Good NFL old mock draft. And FGH, and we'll be doing some live draft stuff, obviously from Kansas City and on the road. So uh, looking forward to all that for sure. Looking forward to getting out of town for a little bit and uh, having yeah. a good time there on the road. But that's all for us this week, boys and girls. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Yeah.